0: Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watch The Changeling on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. I am in distress. This is dire. I'm in need of a toilet. You thought it was going to be the sodomy one, didn't you? No. <laughs> I forget that you're going to do this every time. <laughs> really? Yes, every time. Because for a, for a while there, you were making an effort to make, or maybe you weren't making all that much effort, but it seemed like they at least, they were goofy, but they at least made sense as, as like slogans. Lines. But like that one. Now I'm just pulling, now and I'm you're just pulling, pulling lines out of that BBC. you find funny. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. So I forget every time. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, I'm still processing this one. Oh, you're still processing it? Because I got it figured out, dude. I don't mean I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, no. I got it figured out. I look forward to hearing about how you figured it out. I just am not sure. When I thought back on this, I thought, I'm not sure I liked this, but. At the same time, I was pretty engrossed in it. Like it didn't feel like it was a 45-minute episode. Like I was I was in. Yeah, I kind of liked it as well. I don't know that I'm going to keep watching more just because I don't like scary things. Yeah, I get that. This and maybe this is what is simultaneously making me not be a huge fan of this but also maybe pretty likely to keep watching was i didn't feel like it was particularly scary yeah i feel it like was it's going we, to be uh, maybe oh. but it was weird yeah and there was some weird shit going on maybe i'll watch another one we watched a an- nut didn't we watch for the podcast or maybe it was just something me and kathy watched like two plus years ago the the servant the m night Shyamalan one I want to say we watched that. That had a a family that was treating a doll like a baby. Maybe not. Me and Kathy definitely watched it. I thought we watched it for the podcast, but maybe not. It was bad. I don't think we did. I remember all, hundred seventy five shows that we've. Two hundred. This episode we're recording right now is our 199th episode. Really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We'll have to do something for our 200th episode. Maybe Gilmore Girls, a year in the life? That sounds miserable. So, perfect. perfect. uh, It's a two-hour... Okay, (laughs) nope. That's not happening. (laughs) No, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, that's happening. Um... Also, an aside to our listeners, Michael's totally not listening. This will absolutely be the episode I've been alluding to all along where I will not watch the show and then do my best to pretend like I've watched it and see how long it takes Michael to realize I haven't watched it. You know I edit this right yeah I, yeah <laughs> and and also that you're sitting right here next to me, yes, I'm aware of both of those things. <laughs> This is Michael editing, and I just want to let everybody know that I heard everything Eric said in their playback. This is Eric. I don't know what I'm doing in the editing booth. I shouldn't be allowed near a computer yeah. when it comes to this show. Stop. Stop touching <laughs> oh, these Oh, shit. Dials. I deleted things. I deleted things. All the really funny bits from this episode have been deleted. All that we're left with is the shit that's just kind of mid. Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody what this is about. This is... Uh, A modern-day fairy tale about two people, Apollo and Emma, getting together and starting a family. That's the nice synopsis. The less nice is... um, Apollo creeps on some woman for a while. Apollo creeps on some woman for... They said for years that they didn't go on a date. No, his... uh, Apollo's father pursued Apollo's mother for, what I could tell, like 15 years until she finally said yes. Because I'm pretty sure... He comes... I'm pretty sure that... It was 1968 when that started, yeah. Oh, it was 1968 when it started. It was 1977 when she said yes. So, in nine years. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. You creepy motherfucker. Yeah. And he is gone in four years. Well, dude, I got it all figured out. Anyway, nobody's life is particularly great. Mm-hmm. Or at least their childhoods weren't particularly great. Their lives now are fine. She works at a library. He sells books. Mhm. Um, is that what he does? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just like a bibliophile. No, that's uh that in in the description and I got the from context that's why he even as a kid like he was carrying around a business card going to bookstores As he was trying to sell rare books or buy rare books or something. Oh, yeah, cuz he finds the like Alistair Crowley uh postcard and hit one of the books. And that's what he's like this is going to be worth like $10,000 or something. Yeah, with this ademie quote. Do yep. you remember what the quote was? Uh, no. It was... Some are... It was a play on some are born great, some are... Some become great, and some have greatness thrust upon them. And I think it's just... Some are... Born... Sodomized. Sodomized. Yeah. Some are... Some become sodomized, and some have sodomy thrust upon them. Something like that. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Um... Anyway... They... Try He creeps on this girl For at least a while They start dating She goes to Brazil He asks her out eight times Before she says yes Yeah So not quite as bad But still pretty creepy I, I stand by my statement He creeps out on her For a yep. while The reason she was saying no Was because she was going to Brazil And she didn't know for how long She ends up going to Brazil anyway For six months I think she said Something like that Finds a witch a lake witch. Yeah, definitely a witch um, who offers her three wishes so long, and ties a string around her wrist so long as she never cuts that off. Like, as soon as it falls off, that's when her wishes will come true. Right. And her boyfriend, Apollo, even if he doesn't believe this... She kept that string on her wrist for 6 months or however long it was. She said it's been on her wrist 4 months. They're, they're sitting in a restaurant talking about it and she is recounting the story the story and, and then, showing the thing with the importance and I'm keeping this on. Yes. And and go even, on. It, even it even admittedly she is making light uh like she kind of laughs about like haha it's not, you know, I'm not I don't really believe in it or at least that's the the subtext here. And his response to that is to just go, I will make your wishes come true, and then cut it off her. Outrageous. It's a dick move. Even Ooh. if she doesn't believe it, it's still something of importance to her. Right. 100% agree. I knew you cut it off, and I thought I saw like a a, a preview of the show where that happens, and I thought the preview made it seem like more of a playful thing where he's got the blade under under there and she's going like don't you dare cut it off Uh, and then he does it and then it's like ah he did it type of a thing but even even if that's how what goes down don't what don't cut that off yeah it yeah it was weird and least of all You're in a horror show, dude. Like, come on. Have a little bit of meta knowledge. Like, yeah, he's he's started some shit with that. A hundred percent. Later on in the episode, we so they get married. She gets pregnant. They're at dinner with a friend of hers, I think. Yeah, I think so. And Emma goes off to the bathroom, leaving Apollo with this friend. And this friend very hushedly basically tells him hey that was a ballsy move about the bracelet which just solidifies using you and my point it made enough of an impact on her that she fucking told her best friend about it like what the fuck is this about um yeah when it cut to like the next scene that they're getting married i was like really there's a second date <laughs> <laughs> and she basically tells him that was a ballsy move but two of her wishes have come true it was to have a good husband and to have a baby. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the good husband, debatable. Right. We'll see. And then you're only you're, you're pregnant. That doesn't mean that you're going to have a baby. That's, mm-hmm. that's why people don't. Uh, anyway. And the uh, third wish. And the third wish, which we don't know because I'm, they cut off in the middle of it. I'm sure this is one of the things that you think you got all figured out. And I'm oh, very I, interested to hear about I it. I do. But I want to lead into what the the mystery of it is first so that you can then reveal the very clear as they yeah. answer. So the mystery of the third wish, she tells the friend tells Apollo that Emma hung out with some photographer when she was in Brazil, that guy went to go pee. She took his camera while he was going pee. This whole fucking sequence of events is straight up a lie because there's no amount of peeing that would take as much time as it would take to accomplish everything that she manages to supposedly accomplish, which is to get her ass naked, take a picture of herself, and look fierce as fuck in that picture. There is an amount of time where you're peeing, you start coming back, you see her naked taking a photo of herself, and just go, oh shit, and then hang back for a Slowly bit. back your way out <laughs> of the room. Yeah, absolutely. I And yes. Um... The third wish has something to do with the fact that that picture got bought by somebody and is currently hanging in a gallery and they will not remove it even after she's requested. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the wish has something to do with get that picture back. But... Yeah. Anyway, you have... You have all the answers? Okay, what do you need answers to? No, you... It sounded like you had answers in regards to what the third wish is. Oh, okay. That's the third wish. But also, dude... She's gonna get like Dorian Gray into that photo He's gonna have to go get that photo Cause her soul's in it now I think All of the punishments that she's getting Because that thing got cut are gonna relate To her Three wishes Yeah I mean her husband Is he's okay I don't know if he's a good husband but he's okay mm-hmm. That baby we'll We'll see if it's healthy yeah or if it gets like Switched out like he did Cause he's a changeling dude I think He Has always been a changeling and continues to be A changeling Who He got changelined out by his dad With like he did all the smoke monstery stuff So when he was like Four, five, six No I don't think so Okay I think his mom is the one that was the changeling I know that we saw the dad And some changing stuff but over the Course of even just this one episode we saw Multiple dreams that all had Slightly different versions of events That may or may not have happened And I suspect it's a bit of a trauma dream of Whatever I think the only Thing that did happen is his dad Maybe did come back to get him um, To take him away From the changing mother and that's why He left in the first place Was oh shit she's A monster of some kind Ooh, she's still around. Ooh, and he's trying to save the the boy, and either the boy ends up killing him because he's also a changeling monster, or Mama did, and that's why we haven't seen Dad in decades at this point. And then, uh, so he's going to have to get the photo back, right? The photo of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's also going to have to drain the lake. Okay. The the witch lake. He's just going to have to like swim down to the bottom and pull the plug or a bucket at a time. How do you how do you even drain a lake like that? There's a waterfall flowing down into it. Oh, dude. So he's going to have to like he's stop gonna to, the he's waterfall. He's going to have to build a dam. He's going to have yeah. to use his changeling powers and turn into a beaver. <laughs> he's going to have to build a dam and he's going to have to build a outlet from the lake into something else so that it drains. I was going to say estuary, but I don't think that's right. It might be. I don't know. (laughs) You You could have said that confidently, and I might have, in the back of my brain, went, I'm not sure if that's right. But I would have been so far from being sure that it's wrong that I wouldn't have said a goddamn thing. I don't need to get blown up on the internet about using wrong words. (laughs) You're going to have to edit out this whole conversation about dams and estuaries. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So this starts out with a... Boat trip. It mentions a boat trip from Norway. Norway. Yep. Is that where the photo is? I think she did say Norway, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, it's all coming together, dude. Okay. I feel like this show in particular might be ripe for the episode two through ten treatment that we've been giving lately, where we just read the title and try and figure like i'm not saying we do that right now but i think this might be right for it i love it okay uh so july 5th 1825 52 men and women uh from norway it doesn't say how many women it's just like 52 men and some women leave a ship and some changelings and some changelings uh from norway for the new world And it's supposed to be a very precarious journey. I don't know why people took shifts from Norway to the New World in 1825. All the fucking time So what was so bad About this one I don't know If if it was all the time 1800 ship travel Still wasn't exactly Fucking as early as 19 Or as late as 19 Whatever We were still sinking ships Just because Oops we ran into some ice I Oh sure But as early as 1492 We were doing it by accident As well Correct But how (laughs) many times Did we fuck that up Like saying that One person did it Doesn't make it safe There were hundreds of people That didn't do it safely I'm just saying it wasn't an uncommon ship journey. I think that you need to put your money where your mouth is and and today with all the ship technology we have you need to sail from Norway to the new world. Who am I Greta Thunberg? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she did it in a smaller ship than these folks did. But it says that something helped them and it doesn't say what, but it was a it was probably a lake witch or um ocean witch they're changing powers they just all turned into dolphins and just dragged the ship with them you know just put some rope in their mouth and carried what? it with them Wait is a changeling a shapeshifter? I thought it was a baby switched at birth. They didn't say in the show I changeling to me just means a shapeshifter or anything it could be anything. I thought Is there a, an agreed upon definition of changeling? I think there's an agreed especially as it pertains to fairy tales I think there's an agreed upon definition of changeling. Yeah, human-like creature found in folklore throughout Europe, like Norway, uh, believed to be a fairy that had been left in the place of a human, stolen by other fairies. No. Oh, okay. It, huh? Does it all make sense to you now? The show, no. But now I just need to know how they got shapeshifters onto this boat from Norway. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll, we'll save it for the uh, rest enough. of the season run. Oh, how do you think Emma's parents died? On the boat from Norway. Whoa, dude. In 1825? Dude, is Emma like... What if she's the changeling, dude? (laughs) Is she like 200 years old? Could be. Oh He he never asks how old she is. You just blew my mind. I thought I had all the answers. Her third wish is to be able to die. She's immortal, dude. And she tells her best friend that, and her best friend tells him that, <laughs> <A> <laughs> and random story. that he kills her. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's, here's. let me tie it all into the picture thing, because I was trying to figure out what the picture thing had to do with anything. She goes out of her way, knowing that she's mortal, to avoid being in pictures, so that she doesn't end up like, you know those pictures where people are like, oh my god, Keanu Reeves is immortal, because they find a picture from 1800 of some guy that looks a lot like Keanu Reeves. She doesn't fuck, want to be dude. in pictures because somebody will figure out that she's fucking immortal. Oh, fuck, dude. That Norway photographer that she took a nude picture of and it's was, hanging was in was it. It was 1825. 20, fuck, dude. <laughs> fuck, dude. I gotta keep watching this show. I'm gonna keep watching this show. I think I would already mentally committed to it, and I think I can get Kathy involved, so that will increase the likelihood that I watch more of it. But Nice. I like how he says his name's Apollo, and she says Apollo Creed, and he stops and thinks about it and goes, yeah, I guess so, when like he was directly named after Apollo Creed. Here's my other theory. He's also mortal. He's actually the god Apollo he says multiple times i am the god apollo as a quote-unquote joke it's not a joke dude he's really apollo we saw his like childhood in new york that i mean that could have been made up it's we saw it in dreams Mm. he kept having these weird like every one of those devolved into a dream that he was waking up from every time oh dude oh so that explains why he's like yeah, no, definitely. Apollo Creed. And then he has I'm a I'm not dream. the god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's why when he found the Alistair Crowley thing, he kind of was just like, <laughs> Alistair Crowley. Who's Pssh. this? Who's this schmuck? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I got... I can't fucking believe he cut that. What the dick. Mm-hmm. She orders her lamb well done. Who orders lamb well done? Right. My... Other one is okay. We're doing the thousand and one albums thing, which we can talk about the albums later. But we were suspecting that that algorithm was listening to our pro- podcast. Now is that algorithm predicting the albums we're gonna are predicting the shows we're gonna watch? How so? There was a there was a Stevie Wonder quote in the subway. From the album that we listened to. So we had that. Uh-huh. 808 by 90 or the other way around. A Very influential Electronica album. Okay. Have fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I listened to it. It was fun. We had Peace Sales But Who's Buying by Megadeth. I don't get that title. To me, it seems like... Who's even buying this? But if peace? it sells... some P sells? Peace. Oh, peace sells, but who's even buying? Got it. Yeah, it's. but who's buying? Yeah. So my initial thought to that album title was like, wait, if it sells, why are they questioning that people are buying it in the first place? But now it's like, peace sells, but you got to take a close look at who's buying it. Man, if even the title of the album is making you think mega death man i gave it a three five stars (laughs) talking book by stevie wonder five stars of course boston two stars joshua tree was the only other one i didn't listen to it it was boston that's the one i listened to yeah joshua tree dude i hadn't listened to you two since college i tried them out in college didn't like them revisited them now that album really good Mid to late 90s and beyond U2 is not good, but pre that, yeah, it's fucking great, dude. There's a reason, like, don't get me wrong, it's it's similar to Ian's thoughts on Boston, or like, it's overplayed to shit, I get it, but there's a reason it's overplayed to shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I will still review it in such a way that, like, yeah, this is overplayed to shit, so I'm a little burnt on it, but. We did it, we talked about them. We did them all. All right, back to the show. If you don't got anything, we can go to the Yeah, I don't think I do. All right. This might be I'll look up the album titles this time. You did it last time. This might be a little more challenging because this is coming out weekly. So, oh, we'll shit. see it how many episode titles are available to us. That's fair. That's really fair. A lot of times IMDb might have a couple beyond what have come out. Yeah. They just won't have descriptions because the, the episode hasn't aired. I've got four. That's a good. We can start there. And Okay. Episode number one was called First Comes Love. Okay. I'll let you do this next one. The title is Then Comes a Baby in a Baby Carriage. I'm just thinking, like, first comes love, but that, like, the next part of that phrase is then comes marriage. So we're just skipping over the marriage part. Did they really get married, dude? Yes. Okay. So they got married. Mm -hmm. Then comes a baby in a baby carriage. Mm hmm. So this episode, I'm trying to think. About how to make shopping for a baby carriage. Fit into a horror show. Maybe it's them. Like they've got to get a baby carriage. Because. That's a thing that you have to have if you have a baby, right? I don't know. I've never had a baby, dude. Don't. It's not fun. I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. They walk into a shop. Wait, this is yours. Sorry. Yeah. You do no, I, th- th- so I think we were more or less going to the same place, which is they walk into a carriage shop and the horror here. And I think it's shot like a traditional horror in that there's going to be musical stings that like indicate like really tense horror. But all of the horror uh, jump scares are just them flipping over the price tag on these carriages because shit, dude, babies are fucking expensive, man. So like it's just like oh, this one like this one's our our highest or the best safety rated carriage uh, you know and it's got all these whatever and then they just say yeah but what's it cost and they were like you can't put a price on your baby's safety meanwhile the music like is starting to ramp up and then they're just like no but what's the cost and then they go well if you're worried about price you can have this one for free but. There is a cost. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, uh, what but does that What's mean? the cost, dude? And they pull out this like big, elaborate like uh, uh, book full of like algorithms and star charts in, in this. And they're like, so uh, every time you put your baby in the baby carriage there's a chance that it's going to be changelinged. This cipher will let you be able to tell whether or not when you put the baby in the baby carriage, it's time for that to happen. Uh, and that's all the explanation they get. So that you like use the like episode. It's like, uh, What's a really famous math movie, Pi? It's like Pi. A beautiful <laughs> mind. A beautiful mind. Where, where like you see all like, the math like <laughs> Yeah. Or uh like uh Zach Galifianakis's character in the hangover when it turns out he's a genius at like blackjack or some shit. Yeah. Like Rain Man. Yeah. And then uh he thinks he's got it uh he thinks he's got it figured out, but um he has to consult it every time he's gonna put the baby in there takes maybe like five or ten minutes and there's an emergency and he's got to get the baby transported somewhere and he has no choice but to put the baby in the baby carriage without consulting the cipher and he can't quite tell if it changed changed, things out. yeah and i think that's that's got to be where we end that episode because that's the tension is just now shit one time i couldn't be sure well, except that mm, the book's gotta burn up after that. Because otherwise Ooh. he could just look back at the book and be like, wait, if this book was gonna tell like this book if it's still accurate, I could just look back and see if back then the baby would have been changed out. Oh. The book doesn't burn up. That's too that's too suspicious, right? In his hurry to get out of the house, maybe he like fumbles the book or something, and all the pages come loose. Just like, whoosh. and, and it's just, he's a, just just all out of order. Yeah, and we, you know ye oldie like bookbinding. It's just so poor. Like <laughs> yeah. all those pages are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. and he knows a bookbinder guy, and he meant to get it to the bookbinder guy, but, but didn't, didn't get it. It it's, was on you his know list. why? Because he's just kind of an okay husband. Yep. He can't tell, but. He's like going going, and then we see as the audience like a little like magical thing come across the thing and uh come across the carriage like a little magical like and he doesn't notice, but then it cuts to Norway and cuts to an art museum, and you see an old picture of of a old naked sorceress, and she's holding a baby, man. episode three. The title of it is an asterisk. The words an asterisk or just literally asterisk? Yeah, it's an asterisk. It's the 60s. The Keith Stanfield Apollo. His dad. Big Yankees fan. He is like going to every game he can while Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Or just hitting the shit out of baseballs. Uh, Roger Maris cracks number 61 and it goes into the stands and he catches it and he switches it out with a different baseball and gives the other baseball to Roger Maris. I don't know what happened to that baseball, but this is all. He secretly got the Roger Maris baseball. Apollo does. And it's got magic, of course. So we didn't uh, make note of this in episode two at all, and I don't know if we even really discussed it in episode one. But there, uh, as we were talking about the show, but there were a lot of parallels between what would happen in the past yeah. and what would happen in present. Ooh, yeah. So, bringing the asterisk to present day. I think he manages to get this, the, the book to his bookbinding friend. And that guy like is great at his fucking job. He not only got this book bound correctly now, but he got all the pages back in order. So Lakeith Stanfield can look back at the book and realize, okay, thank God my baby was not changed. There was no chance of that based on the day, um, the star charts, any of that sort of shit. We are good. But the tail end of the episode, he just like in his exhaustion sets the book down and it opens up to a random page. He doesn't see this. He's passed out because he has a baby. He's he's a tired dad. Right. But the camera zooms in on that page and we see an asterisk. Okay. And then I don't know, a fan blows or something and some pages slip over. We see what the asterisk means. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Roger Murray says 61 home runs? (laughs) Unless your father (laughs) owns the Roger Maris 61st home run ball. The the magics from that baseball can solve this whole thing. Throws off all of the previous calculations and it just becomes, yeah, it's 100%. If you own that baseball, your baby is going to get changed out, dude. (laughs) The only solve is throwing that baseball into the lake and then draining it. Episode four. Episode four. The Wise Ones. I saw, when you showed me the asterisk, I saw the title of the fourth episode. And I have been racking my brain since then to figure out what the Wise Ones could be. Hmm. Maybe like a council of like ancient wizards and witches. Uh Uh-huh. In Norway. In Norway. Uh, and they own an art museum that's uh-huh. secretly a uh, dangerous magic containment facility. Mm-hmm. It's like a magic prison sort of thing. More for like artifacts, though. Okay. So a magic muse, not even a museum, sort of like the end of Indiana Jones yep. when they're Okay. Yep. Except this is an art mu- or an art museum, so everything's on display. <laughs> so much more like a tradition of museum, like I originally said. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah, and there's a bunch of signs that says please do not touch the artwork, but it also says seriously and it's I'm underlined. For sure. Do please not. Do not. Uh and like maybe uh display um there's like a uh, sword behind some glass and then there's like a little sign that's like if this sword talks to you don't listen to what it has to say don't follow its commands <laughs> this sword is a liar <laughs> yes and then the sword's like no I always tell the truth it's my brother that's a liar <laughs> <laughs> and the Keith Stanfield Apollo uh, has to use that sword somehow maybe he has to throw it into, into the lake <laughs> it's it's a scal- it's, a it's excalibur. all excalibur back to the lake man he's got to he's got to do a reverse excalibur with excalibur uh huh yeah because that was the lady in the lake the witch the tied the thing this whole thing is a reverse uh, arthur and excalibur allegory she was the lady in the lake except she was out of the lake yeah. She wasn't in the lake at all, dude. She was just next to it. Right. They got the Holy Grail just like in that museum, so he's just like, "Oh, there it is. There's the cup." <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's just like it's just a mug with like a faint halo over it or something. <laughs> like a coffee mug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's a funny thing that uh the coffee mug, a coffee mug that was the Holy Grail. What's a funny thing that it could say on it? Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. <laughs> that's pretty good got anything else for this show no for this podcast also no did you put the link to our hundred a thousand and ones albums on the website not on the website itself no you're right i meant to do that yeah uh i'm gonna set myself an alarm right now you want to wrap it up thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with michael and eric if you'd like the show, check out our website. It's episode one podcastcom dot com. That's about any uh, leave a rating or review on Apple podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen to some random music with us. And leave some reviews on that. Feel free to join our thousand and one albums site group. I don't even know what to call that. I'll have the link on the website. I've set myself an alarm. I'll have it on the website on our website. By the time this episode goes up. It's fun. It's a good time. And it's a good way to uh check out some shit you maybe wouldn't have checked out before. It's exactly why I did d- did it. Absolutely. Uh Last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for the theme song. Thanks, Boss. Thanks, boss. Still haven't gotten a selfie of somebody with boss. I'm pretty I sure mean, I left that in the episode. Uh, and even if you did, it's been two days since that episode aired. Oh, that's between true. When it aired, and when yeah. we're now recording, so. yeah. So people are probably like still investigating, like how to find him. Yeah, they're still Sherlock Holmes. They're yeah. going through everything to find this dude. Yeah, for sure. See you next week, everybody.